0: Let me see the baby
1: Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. I'm your host, Robin Ayers, with you Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. on your ride home. I'm so sorry if there's too much traffic out there for you, but at least we will set the stage for some good energy. Uh, Hopefully, you'll move right through that traffic. And if you are at home already with your feet kicked up, welcome to you as well. You are... More than more than able and welcome to call our show at any point in time. If you'd like to chime in on a situation or a topic that we talk about today, there are some good ones today. You could always do that by calling 1-800-920-1580. Y'all know the number by now. You also know all of our social media platforms on twitter and facebook and instagram all of the things at kbla 1580 you should go ahead and follow us right now you can also follow me at robin airs you should do that just because it is fun to do fun to do um yes 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 uh unfortunately sadly very sadly uh ocean gate they released a they they issued a statement officially saying that uh sadly all members on board the Ocean Gate submersible have perished. Um we were all in prayer and just hoping for a better outcome, but uh unfortunately the situation has happened and all five members on board have passed away. So um sending our condolences and love to the family members now. I, I know that they this is probably going to go down in history as something that was talked about uh quite a bit and so sending love and condolences to them Uh, moving on in our updates though um shout out to beyonce all right we talked about beyonce before you know she's on her renaissance tour she's all across different countries right now she will be coming back to the states very very soon but right now she is across the the I think she's over in Germany. She just finished uh, Germany. But while she was in London, she actually donated $10,000 to a Nigerian brother and sister to help save their restaurant that they have in London. This is so cool. I love when people do things like this. We spoke about Rick Ross, who donated over $30,000 to help save a clinic for um, free services to people who are 18 years and older. Well, Beyonce is saving this this brother and sisters restaurant, which is great. And this is all a part of her initiative, and it's a one million dollar pledge to help different businesses. Ten thousand dollars for ten different businesses to help them either stay afloat or do do whatever it is that they will with that money. But she has helped to save their restaurant for now. So hopefully, they will. This will, you know, get them off the ground, and uh, hopefully, they will continue to do well. Nia Long, I like Nia, I like Nia, I like Nia a lot actually, Nia Long, the actress, you may know her from all kinds of things, the Best Man franchise, she was on Friday, she was everything, she was Will Smith's girlfriend on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, well Nia Long is set to release a new memoir. I love I love this. I'm excited to hear what she's got to say because apparently she's going to be giving us some up-close and personal information into her life. Just a peek, you know, into her life because we don't know much about Nia Long. She's pretty much stayed out of the public eye and um to a certain degree, I think that works. I think it works. I think when celebrities this is my take on it. Let's let's compare uh some people <laughs> to Beyonce. any any Let's pair, compare everybody else to Beyonce. And I say I'm using Beyonce because she's very mysterious almost. You don't know anything about what goes on in that woman's life. You don't know anything about her relationship. You don't know how she is with her children outside of you seeing what that dynamic looks like in, in public whenever they're out. But to a certain degree, it allows her to, to maintain this Really elusive celebrity that people love. Right. And she'll she'll have that pretty much for the rest of her life. She's she is literally that's who you think of. To me, I think Beyonce and elusive is synonymous with one another. Right. Um, Nia Long has kind of been the same way. We don't know too much about her personal life, but now she's going to give us, uh, you know, some insight in, in and in an open book. Uh, to her life and some personal information. So we will see what happens with that and when that book will be released and when it'll be published. I will definitely let you know here on the raw report. Uh, also, lastly, happy 20 year anniversary to Viola Davis and her husband, Julius Tenon. I love couples. I love when couples make it I, and I love black love. I love black love. So shout out to them. Uh, I do have a, <laughs> a question of the day for you guys. Ray J. I don't know if you saw this video. Ray J., who, by the way, he's been staying out of the public eye for quite some time. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, good for him, though, because I think he needed to take a little break. But recently, he uploaded a video where he, he he and his wife, Princess, they had taken their kids for the first time to school. They dropped them off at school, and they got a little emotional. And I don't know if I can relate to that. I don't know that I got emotional, but I want to know from you. Did you can you relate at least to that? Would you get emotional after dropping off your little ones to school for the first time? I'm going to ask you over in our YouTube chat. You guys go ahead and answer that. Good evening to you all joining us in YouTube. Uh, Get that get the, the conversation started. Let's go ahead and get into the raw report, Andy. Now it's time for a breakdown. All right, well on the other side we're going to be talking to our contributor about this Jocelyn Hernandez story. Jocelyn who is okay, she is a reality star, she is a an up and coming Singer. Some could say that she's established herself in the music industry. Some others say not quite. It doesn't matter. Jocelyn is a very well-known person because of her personality. Well, she is talking about she's getting a conversation started about race, ethnicity, nationality, and she's got some people confused. She's from Puerto Rico, but she identifies as a black woman. We're going to break it down. Talk about why is that confusing in to be honest with you, we'll talk about where, who specifically was confused, but why that confuses a lot of people. It confuses a lot of people. Well, maybe we will get some some answers today. Um, I'm also going to talk about Bishop T.D. Jakes. Bishop T.D. Jakes, he's about to go viral. He actually kind of went viral, not quite like his daughter, Sarah Jakes Roberts, who went viral for taking her wig off not too long ago. But he's got a video that's circulating right now where he's talking about he's going to flat out scream if another woman says something specific to him. He said he's going to scream. We'll break it down, talk about it. And dare I say that I actually agree with Dr. Umar probably for the first time. For the first time. I mean, there's always a first, right? Uh, I actually agree with him. I'll tell you what he said that I actually agree with on the other side. <laughs> you are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy Little Real. Right now I'm hanging out with Robin on The Raw Report.
2: That's right. You're inside The Raw Report the Raw. with Robin Ayers on KBLA, KBLA Talk 1580. Talk 1580. Talk 1580. Of entertainment and celebrity news. You're inside the the with Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580 1580
1: Well, it's Thursday. You know what that means. You know who we have on the line. One day we're gonna have her in the building, Cheyenne Corinne. Hello, Cheyenne. How are you? Hi, Robin. Good to have you on. Uh how is your birthday, by the way? <laughs>
3: Oh, my God. It was so good. It was too good. I missed my flight, and I just got home yesterday, so I was having too much fun.
1: Oh, my God. It sounds like it. Anytime you miss your flight, listen, you're either recovering or just having too much of a good time. I was having a time, okay? A time. Good for you. Now, can we look forward to some pictures online because, you know, you know how you get down. (laughs) They are coming. They are coming. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Where did you go again? Where were you?
3: I went to um the Dominican Republic, Punta
1: Cana. Okay, all right. I'm sure that was a time that you had. So yes. good for you, good for yes. you. Uh, well, let's talk Thank about you. Puerto Rico. Um, <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> Puerto Rico and Jocelyn Hernandez, who is, I, I think this this clip that was talked about. She was on the Breakfast Club and she was talking to Jess, hilarious and DJ Envy about basically the the. The foundation of, of this conversation was she is on a on a show right now. Co- at College Hill, right? The celebrity edition, where she it's her and, and Ray J. Speaking of Ray J, he's on the show. Uh, Amber Rose is on the show. There are several celebrities who are all going back to college, getting their education. And while they were there, Jocelyn is having a conversation with a number uh, a woman named Amber. Amber Rose, who is also um, just a social influencer, business person and all that. And they got to talking about their race and how they identify. And they got into a whole altercation, physical altercation behind that. I don't watch that show, Cheyenne, but I did see the viral clips that were going around and the conversations that. Me
4: too. Yeah, me
1: too. yeah. So this was an extension of that conversation, and Jocelyn went on the Breakfast Club and she's talking to DJ Envy and uh, just hilarious. And let let's take a listen to what how what this conversation was and who was confused in this conversation.
5: I've always considered myself a black woman, mm-hmm. but I was born in Puerto Rico and I speak mm-hmm. Spanish. My first language is Spanish. Mm-hmm. But that's that That doesn't take away from the fact when I walk in the that building, people look at me and they say, that is a black woman, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so I always been cool and love to be a black woman. Yeah. And they be like, Afro Latina, no
1: <laughs> I don't have an Afro.
5: <laughs> I don't have an Afro. I don't have an Afro. And yeah. I am a black woman that was born in the island of Puerto Rico that speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I teach my daughter, my daughter- You gonna confuse
6: the out of somebody <laughs> right now, but go ahead. But <laughs> why? cause you Puerto Rican.
5: I am Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Of course I speak Spanish and I'm Latin. Mm-hmm. But for me it's more than just saying that for me it's just that I'm proud to be black mm-hmm. whether I'm Spanish or not. Mm-hmm. And, and I just you. feel like a lot of people just have a problem with me being so proud to be black. Yeah. What's wrong with me proud that I have that I have this that I have this color? Yeah. And like what's that, the problem? And was that um what kind of like ticks you off with Amber? Like cuz I I kind of seen that it was like even yeah. All right.
1: So they got into the whole Amber Rose situation which we don't necessarily have to get into. I only spoke about it to lay the foundation. Okay. But Cheyenne yes. uh D- DJ Envy he says he tells Jocelyn you're about to have some people confused right now. But I think he was actually the one who was confused. Um can we get I think into so. this Yeah, can we get into this conversation because I'm reading a lot of the comments when I see these videos posted. And uh, this is not the first time we as a society are having this conversation. I really do think people need an entire breakdown when it comes to race, when it comes to ethnicity, nationality. People really don't understand how she can say, even though I'm from Puerto Rico, even though I speak Spanish, that's my first language. I am a black woman. Can you can you can you breathe on this topic a little bit because why is it so confusing, yes. Cheyenne? It and it,
3: it's and it's so confusing because it's just a concept that a lot of people don't grasp. But like she is a black woman but she's also a Latina woman she's a black latino woman she's afro latina mm-hmm. now what really like was cracking me up was she was like i don't have an afro like that has, <laughs> yeah that, that has nothing to do with being afro latina <laughs> at all but you know jocelyn she just oh but what's so funny i saw someone on twitter and they were like what's funny about this clip is like she does know what she's talking about mm-hmm. to a sense but just not fully you know, but she is right when she says that she's an Afro-Latina because she is black. Like, when she walks in a room, you know, before she speaks, someone's just like, oh, this is a black woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I just went to Puerto Rico. And in Puerto Rico, you know, there's, like, white Latinas and then there's black Latinas. And then I just came back from the Dominican Republic. And most of them, they're, they're Afro-Latina. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm walking around, I'm like, these people look like me. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, this... in in, you know, the Dominican community where they don't want to call themselves black and stuff. But, like, if you would come to the U.S., then you are going to be treated like me, you know. And I think that, like you said, people don't understand the difference of, like, race, ethnicity, nationality. But Jocelyn, she absolutely um, was correct. She is Afro-Latina,
1: um, and it has nothing to do with having an Afro. <laughs> mm, wow! Yeah, and you're right about that. That was really funny. She said, "I don't have an Afro, ma'am." If you don't have <laughs> a seat, and get some understanding. Um, <laughs> Pretty Brown Mimi says, "This is my first time I've heard Jocelyn say she's black. I've always heard her say she's Puerto Rican. She's Afro-Latina to me." Well, the other the other thing that stems from this conversation is another one. Really, what? What do people say about your race, being a black person, being, being a black woman in in different cultures? So people want to say just because you're black, sure, you may have that, but you can't compare your struggle being a black uh, woman from Puerto Rico to being an African-American person who's right here in the States. We've had our own struggles. What what are your thoughts behind that? Because. As I understand it, now obviously I've not lived in another country. I've not experienced racism in other countries. Although I've been to other countries, I—that's not my experience. What are your thoughts behind people who would say, "I'm black, no matter where I go"? All these countries have colorism. All these—all these. Whenever if you're black and you go to another country, you're going to experience colorism. You are going to experience racism. Oh, so is that c- culturally? It may be different, but are th- what do you think about the experiences? Are they quite the same, or uh, is, is that a point? I'd like to know what you think about it. No,
3: I think I think it's different. You know, being a black American, you know, we just celebrated Juneteenth. It is very different than being, you know, a black um, Latino. It mm. is very different, but I feel like at the end of the day, the experiences can be very similar. Like, I'm sure that there's, you know, dark-skinned um, Dominicans or dark-skinned Latinas that, well, I know for a fact I've heard their stories, I feel like they're treated differently by white Latinas, you know, because they're black Latinas. So I feel like it all is really rooted in the same type of oppression, which is, you know, like white supremacy and stuff. Um, But I do think that, of course, there's unique experiences, especially when you were, you know, oppressed in the same country that you live in. Um, I think that that's what's very unique, you know, about our experience. Mm -hmm. but. You know, I don't think that's always right to compare, but I do applaud um, Jocelyn because, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of um, Afro-Latinas, they don't, they wouldn't call themselves black women. You know, mm-hmm. we have Amber Rose, but, you know, this stemmed from, um, I'm a silly girl. And at one point she said that, like, she stood out because, or, like, got teeth because there's not a lot of pretty, silly girls. Um, and at that moment, like, the Philly black, we disowned her, to be completely honest, mm. um, you know? And so she's kind of, like, intentionally tried to disassociate with you know the black community or her black side because she is black she's she's biracial um and i think that's also why a lot of people give her a lot of like you know issues about it um just because she like purposely tries to kind of ignore that side of her Mm -hmm. um and you know sometimes may like show a little bit
1: of um self-hate um in my opinion mm, wow uh, what a topic i'm telling you this topic i think runs so deep and there's so many conversations that you can uh that you can start to have just based off of this just based around the three things the three things that people are confused about and i agree with you over here in the youtube chat deborah Chikoa says people still confuse nationality with race pretty brown mimi um or she, Debrajco also says she's both black and Puerto Rican. Um, Fahima, she says people don't understand the distinction between race and ethnicity. People are just mm-hmm. ignorant. And while we just had a comment from Fahima, she's on the line. I'd like to get your because Fahima, come on now, Fahima, this is this is this is your bag right here, Fahima. Thank you uh, for well, calling the Raw Report. Well, Go yeah, ahead.
4: I'm, well, it's, I've been teaching a class for twenty years at an HBCU, mm-hmm. um, and the class is race and ethnic relations. And I remember a number of years ago, I had my students look at Henry Louis Gates Black in Latin America. They looked at people who were from Cuba, the Dominican Republic, etc. And one of my students who was about to graduate and she said, Wow, I didn't know there were African Americans other places. Now to mm-hmm. that end, every African American is black. But all black people are not African-American. And the majority of the slaves did not come here to the colonies. The majority of the slaves were sent to places like Brazil, places like Panama, places like Cuba. And the thing is, is that I often use this. If you and I were sisters, um, Robin, and they sent one of us to Panama and one of us to Puerto Rico, would that make our descendants any less connected? Mm no <laughs> i mean how these how you got black people in south america and in latin america because you they were either africans that were either african indigenous people were either colonized by the portuguese or the spanish i don't understand why people can't understand that that these people are african descended last thing when i was at the u.n conference against racism mm-hmm. in 2001 there were people from all over the diaspora that's how we've gotten the term afro descendant. and that included people from brazil mm-hmm. people from costa rica and people from america mm-hmm. Fahima, let me ask anyway, you what while, while i
1: still have you on the line Fahima, answer this for me because uh i know this is this is what you talk this is what you teach um in your experience when you meet an Afro-Latina per, per woman, let's just stick with women here since we're talking about Jocelyn. Are they more um proud and confident in saying I'm Afro-Latina or are they do they dis- disassociate themselves? This is a, co- a conversation as well. Like like uh Jocelyn, really, she's saying I am a black woman and she is not she doesn't identify with being an Afro-Latina woman. So in your experience do you find that to be more of the case, or are people more proud to say, "No, I am Afro Latina"? No, Robin, I never even heard of people
4: that are Latino denying that they were black until I came to DC and interacted with people from the West Coast, people like Arthur Alfonso Schomburg, who was a Puerto Rican, and he's the founder of the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture. Mm. There's people like Martin Marina. There's people like Rosa Clemente. And there's also people like Felipe Luciano, who was part of the Young Lords, and the last poet. So I don't understand. People can't generalize and say, oh, all Latinos think they're white. Because people don't know. There are some that don't want to identify. There are Mm -hmm. some, but that has not been the case with the people that I have met here on the East Coast. And we can't generalize and say anybody thinks anything. We have to deal with people on a case-by-case basis. I heard that. That's
1: a a drop-the-mic moment for Hema. Just look at... Lamara, Mara Exactly. She entered Anegra. the conversation as well. Uh, Fahima, listen, I thank you for calling in with your expertise and your passion. You are more than welcome to call back at any point in time. I do want to go ahead and say uh, when we come forward, we're going to get to this Dr. Umar topic. Fahima, you, she's, she says she wants to hear what he had to say. We're going to talk about that as well as what Bishop T.D. Jakes had to say as well that got his video going viral on the other side right now we've got news traffic in sports you are listening to the raw report on kbla talk
2: 1580 hey i'm damian young i'm chilling with robin
6: on the raw report
2: more of, more of the, the raw report. report with robin ayers when we come forward keeping you informed about what's really going on who's got next and what not to miss in entertainment you're listening to the raw report, report on kbla talk 1580
1: That feels good, that feels good, I like that Andy You are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580 If you are just joining us, welcome, welcome As we are discussing some great conversations, some great topics today Jocelyn Hernandez, who says she does not identify as an Afro-Latina woman She says she is black Andy, that song is the jam Okay, that song is the jam (laughs) and y'all give Andy some love over in the chat. Give him some love. He is always doing doing his thing. Well, we just got done talking about that. Uh, We are about to hop into this conversation about Dr. Umar with our great contributor who we have today on the phone. Cheyenne Corinne. you are not a stranger to her. But before we go ahead and move on to that conversation, I have another question for you. And I want you to answer this over in the chat. Before I put it up there, make sure that you are liking and sharing and subscribing to our YouTube. But go ahead and hit that like button. You should. Okay, listen. <laughs> there was a woman who was at graduation. All right. She snatched the mic from the from the announcer, from the administrator. She snatched the microphone because the lady uh, was she didn't allow her to completely pronounce her name. She snapped, I mean, it was a tussle. I mean, they were tussling. All right. She snatched the microphone from her and said, I'm about to have my moment. Would you snatch the microphone from an admin if she didn't allow you to pronounce your name at your graduation? Please let me know over in the chat. I'm asking that question right now. That poll is up. Um, let's go ahead and get into this Dr. Umar situation. And, and again, I can't believe I'm agreeing with the man. Andy, let's go ahead and play this video. See what he said.
6: I want to say this to us, though. Mm Because we try to act like the way sisters treat us doesn't have a history that we are not at least partly responsible for. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. The black woman has had to hold down the black house by herself, Mm -hmm. although imperfectly. Mm -hmm. She's Mm -hmm. had to do it by herself since the mass incarceration of black males began in the 1970s. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Mm -hmm. Most of our children are raised by a single mother right now. Mm -hmm. And it has been that way for about 50 years. So when a sister says... I don't need a man because she couldn't find one strong enough to hold her down. Or when you meet a woman and you say, sister, I'm I'm strong enough to be a man. You ain't got the work or you ain't got to pay the bills or whatever. Pull back. I got you. And she can't do it because all the other men before you Mm -hmm. who disappointed her. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is black men. We got to be patient with our women because we created that personality. We created that. And then we want to act uh, like we didn't play a role. uh, We have to be held accountable for their poor selection. No, you have to be held accountable. No, you have to be held accountable because they have a poor selection.
1: Okay. Okay, Dr.
6: Umar. See, what you're saying, you're selecting a poor mate. And what I'm saying is they don't have much to select one. So, of course, she's going to end up with a poor mate. And why is she going to end up with a poor mate? Because we as black men are not raising black boys to be the men that our women need. We are not. They out there killing themselves All right, right play, now. What are we doing about it? Keep going. Unemployed black males, what we doing about it? Pants sagging, weed smoking, what we doing about it? Black men are not raising black boys to be the men our community needs. That is 100% our fault. What I'm saying is she got a right to be angry with us. Uh, she agreed. got a right to be angry with us. I understand we have that. not been on our job as black men. If the that. men are the providers... What have we been providing for our community? I'm not speaking you individually. Yes, yes. Because yes, you yes, may yes, be a damn it. good father. You may yes. be a damn good father. You may be a damn good father. But guess what? What are we doing for the community? Mm. What are we doing for the children who don't have a father? You don't think the black woman got a right to be angry when she been raising two thirds of the kids by herself for mm. fifty years? He's speaking. And the minute sex. she raised her voice, we say she not humble enough. She had to become masculine to survive the rape, I, the molestation, I, the mm. domestic abuse. Are you telling me you can't see okay. how we created that? I okay. understand that. But okay. If we was loving selective. our women and, and taking care of our women, do you think she would be like that? That if, personality if, has if a history. If she's picking Pookie and Ray Ray instead of you're making jump. her a scapegoat, no, she's the, picking a scapegoat. No, 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 no. There's there's good Can quality men that they ignore. Why she even got it? Why why, why is there even a Pookie in the selection? <laughs> you no, no, no! I'm gonna tell you why there's a Pookie, Pookie. in this election. Why? Because black men have abandoned black boys and have allowed social media, white media, athletes, and rappers to raise them. That's why she went Pookie.
1: Mm, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Doctor Umar, listen. No. Doctor Umar, th- is that not a drop the mic kind of moment right there? Yeah. Okay. Drop Andy, it. he deserves drop the applause it. right now. He deserves. Okay. Andy, want to? Andy, want to get on the mic? Let's go, Andy. <laughs> okay, Andy.
7: So, Robin. Mhm. You you like his delivery this
0: time though, huh?
1: It okay. All right, so you're trying to call me out. I wouldn't well, even let I wouldn't even let you I'm on sorry. the mic, had you had I'm just saying, I'm just saying. No, 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 no. He wasn't Okay, okay. Yeah, I think he was he was making a a nice point, and I did not have a problem with his delivery. But I I think he's usually just completely overt. I didn't believe that he was that way today, um, since you're trying to call me out, Andy. But now anyway, uh, so be it. Yes, he definitely dropped the mic. Penny Thompson says, "Okay, Dr. Umar did drop the mic." Uh, Pretty Brown Mimi says, "This is the most intelligent thing I've ever heard Dr. Umar Johnson ever say." Period. Okay, Uh, she says, uh, "Preach, Dr. Umar, preach." Okay. Fahima. Okay, because Fahima was waiting to see it. what, what Dr. Umar was going to say. She says, I still think Umar Johnson should have a seat because he is a walking contradiction trying to stay relevant. I'm not impressed. Okay, well... Yeah, let's 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 keep it right here. Let's keep it right up cuz Fahima, although I t- totally hear you, I'm going to keep it right at this message which I actually agree with. Cheyenne, you know, you you know just as well as I do. I've always had a problem. Uh-huh. I I say this a lot. I actually have a problem with the fact that there are so many masculine women these days. I have a I have a huge problem with that. But where do we People are talking about this soft girl era, this soft girl season. Yeah. Where can we lay down? Where can we lay our hearts down? We we have had to become so masculine. So is Dr. Umar Johnson yep. speaking facts or what, Cheyenne? I think I think he's speaking facts. And, you know, I've said
3: before that there's different things that I agree with Dr. Umar, but generally I don't agree. I never have a problem with his delivery, And I think that, you know, Pookie and Ray Ray, they were those men on that sofa. They are the Pookie and Ray Ray. Mm. Like they were talking about themselves. And I also think that it's very much so like uh, it sounds wrong them even using that term Pookie and Ray Ray, because who do you think you are? But I think that, you know, Dr. Umar, he did have a point, And I have and I, I actually made a whole TikTok about this. I had a stitch of Dr. Umar's conversation So okay. make sure you follow me on TikTok. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I'm focusing on is that Dr. Umar, he was talking about being a collective society. All of those men were talking about being individuals. And if you really know anything about overcoming oppression, you have to talk about a whole community. Absolutely. And those men are talking about being individuals. Oh, me as a father, they kept saying, I, I, I. Mm -hmm. But Dr. Umar kept saying, we, we, we. So we are, they're never going to agree. And I think that those men thought that they were going to have him come on the sofa and be a Kevin Samuels. Mm -hmm. But if you really pay attention to Dr. Umar's ideology, he's very, very far from um, a Kevin Samuels. You know, because yeah. he believes in men having ownership, where Kevin Samuels was very much so point the finger, point the finger, mm-hmm. and never discuss the institutional ways of why black women are the way that they are. And that's what he's saying is, hey, let's give our sisters a little bit of a break. They're not just being hard. There's a reason they are this way. And, you know, one of the best ways for them to become soft is for us to say, hey, I know why you are this way. I understand how society has done this, this and this, but I got you. You know, instead, mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, you have that selection. You have all of this. And that's not the way to make women be soft. And that's my issue with all of these soft girl movements is they make it seem like, oh, one day you can just turn a switch and become soft and change your hair and change your makeup. And that's not right. how it works. It's right. oversimplifying systematic oppression. And that's what Dr. Umar was really trying to get into is Mm. that hey instead of pointing the finger at women take a look at you when was the last time you were at the rec center making sure that Mm -hmm. this next generation of women have a better selection you know when was the last time that you just went and looked out for someone who wasn't your own kid you know and I think that those men didn't like for him to say that but it really is the truth like take some responsibility as the man you want to you want to be a leader then be a leader
1: mmm okay (sighs) mic drop okay that was another mic drop i love these moments I, because I, I love these types of conversations which is why i wanted to bring this dr umar situate this his this video to the show and i think it's actually a lot more in depth than this unfortunately sadly we only have a little bit of time to crunch this in but i agree with what you guys are saying some of you are saying um Uh, Queen Chief of Three Kings says, I like Dr. Umar's message, but what else has he done for the black community besides make a speech? Okay, uh, Marcus Atkins says, I can't take him too seriously. Someone who took years to try and formulate a school for our kids or was it our our kids or or him? Um, Pretty Brown Mimi says, I agree that uh, Dr. Umar is a walking contradiction. But on this point, he, uh, he is correct. I agree. I think there are two sides of this situation. Although I agree with Dr. Umar, he's saying, let's look at, let's look at this entire thing as a collective body. What are we doing? Because as a man uh, who has your stuff together, what are you doing for the next person, the next family, the next black boy who doesn't have a father figure? What are you doing outside of yourself? However, the, the gentleman who we're speaking, I believe there's some truth to what they were saying as well. They're saying, listen, I'm doing what I have to do. We always talk about where does everything start? Everything starts with looking in the mirror, right? Well, they're saying I am responsible. I am one of the good ones. I am trying to provide a space and an environment for a woman, a black woman specifically, to let her to to allow her to be soft. Okay, let her lay her her heart down. Both can be right. In this situation, both can be right. It is a collective, but it, it also starts with you as an individual. So there's just so much here. Uh, I hardly ever, ever agree with this man. But on this one, I think that he he is right. And Fahima Fahima sex, she says, a a broken clock appears to be correct two times a day and maybe that's what this is who knows i don't know um that isn't no that isn't that is exactly what it is that is literally what
3: i was thinking is that you know what's really sad about this conversation is that yeah i think that you know i really agree with dr umar but it sucks that this is like getting so much light because this is something that i know so many black women academics have been saying for years like this isn't a new concept of what he is saying there's been people who are actually um you know credible who have said this message but unfortunately when he's saying it people are listening and the reason why people are listening is because people expect him to kind of be like a kevin samuels and think that they're going to share his their misogynistic views and he doesn't well Mm. he does sometimes but that's the only reason why well, that's the only reason why people are listening to him is because other times he shares their with messages.
1: Mm. Again, I. it's like I don't want to let this this topic go, but I don't know that I'll have enough time to bring it up at another point. Uh, you guys just go ahead and leave your comments all up in the YouTube chat. DM me what you think. I don't know. Text me, tweet me, whatever. Make sure that you are liking this video and you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. We don't even have time. Let me just get one quick thought. One quick thought on this. Bishop T.D. Jakes, I can't even play the video, but Bishop T.D. Jakes says that he will flat out scream if another woman tells him how to be a father. How to be a father. He says, I can't tell you how to give birth. (laughs) <laughs> you can't tell me how to be a father. Is that a fair question? Is that a, a fair statement? I'll say because uh, I have my own thoughts on this. Yeah, I do not know how what it is like to be, to be a father, um, but you are simultaneously raising children as a mother, right? And sometimes I feel as though you can have a bird's eye view of something. So maybe if you give your input on some things, I think that should be acceptable and welcomed. Rather than just saying, don't come up in my space, period. Give me your thoughts real quick on that, Cheyenne.
3: I I, I agree with him, but I think men are always telling women how to be mothers. You know, I think (laughs) our last conversation, it really showed that men really be in women's business a lot. So I just feel like keep that same energy because especially, especially in the church, I come from a black church. The black church loves to tell women how to be this and that. So I just feel like if you don't want people to get into you being a man, don't get into what we do and how we are a woman.
1: Mm, okay. Well, Cheyenne, thank you so much for uh, contributing today. Where can everybody find you online?
3: Always, always. All social media platforms at Cheyenne Karen C-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E.
1: C-O-R-I-N. Thank you so much, Robin. I miss you. Oh, I appreciate you uh, again. And thank you so much for coming. And we'll look forward to talking to you next week as well. Enjoy your night. Talk to you next week. Bye. All right. DJ Black 909 says, Umar is still my boy. He said we're just going to have to disagree on that one. All right. Well, you know, uh, somebody's got to be wrong in the situation. and. ain't me. I'm just playing. DJ Black 909, I'm playing with you. Uh, When we come forward, I got your who's got next and what not to miss. On the other side, you are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580.
5: What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Denzel Whitaker, and I'm on The Raw Report. (laughs) You're inside The Raw Report
2: with Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk Talk 1580.
7: I'm Pastor Xavier Thompson inviting you to join us for a special night of compassion and community rally for Dr. Mark Ridley Thomas at the Southern Missionary Baptist Church, 4678 West Adams Boulevard in the city of Los Angeles, Friday, June the 23rd, 7 p.m. This will be a time for the community to undergird Dr. Mark Ridley Thomas and his family as we approach the upcoming court hearing, which will determine whether or not he gets a new trial. We are urging all constituents, supporters, partners, friends, and well-wishers, those who seek justice for this courageous champion of our community, to join us Friday, June the 23rd, 7 o'clock p.m., the Southern Missionary Baptist Church, 4678 West Adams Boulevard. Let's encourage Dr. Mark Riley thomas with our presence, participation, and our prayers. See you there.
3: come
2: Giving you your daily dose of entertainment and celebrity news. You're inside the Robert Report. With Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. 1580.
1: Alright, uh, let's go ahead and get into this new song Well, it's, it's new for me uh, This makes me, makes me feel like I'm at a jazz festival Or something like that This is Roy Chip Anthony, Too Much To Lose Featuring Sir Charles Jones
0: Ooh, I got caught up, yeah Taking too much risk in the wrong direction I Should've known better I Had to ask myself or Was it worth Forever. It ain't worth it No, it ain't worth it Just ain't worth it Too much to lose <laughs> To be wasting precious time Instead of being with my baby Living our best life I just can't be the fool Out you careless Living reckless Like I don't know what I'm worth I'd rather put my woman first Myself. I'm blessed to have a second chance. So I can do it, better I got too much to lose. And to be out cheating, yeah. and this is acting a fool. No, 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 no. And I know, yes, I, know. I won't watch you. Won't and that's too much to lose. To be, be acting a fool. Say, so, a talk to me. Hey, I got caught up. Nice day, running around cheating, telling a lie. Now and then, we'll at a good woman right here by my side. You it brother. hurt me bad to see you cry. Acting me, baby, a while. I never forget the look from my children. that I I almost died. And I thank yeah, so you, thank you, baby, for giving it one more try. When the nigga at in, any time
1: okay roy chip anthony that's called too much to lose featuring sir charles jones it is a vibe penny thompson says i like his vibe nice song i totally agree it makes you want to step or something. I don't know. Andy said it's kind of gospel-y. All right. It got, it's got the feel. He sounds like someone who's who's like, listen, I, I got too much to lose. I've been out there. I've been doing some things. <laughs> all right. Oh, Zoe doesn't. Okay. All right. It, it's not getting a pass from everybody. But listen, I, 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 this is who's got next on the Raw Report. So I say <laughs> Roy, Chip, Anthony, nice vibe. He's got next. All right. Let's talk about what I don't want you to miss. I have to check this one out. Listen, this just came out June 16th, but you can catch it now. You could actually watch it on YouTube. It's an entire documentary that follows um, the multi-platinum recording artist French Montana. See, I'm not necessarily a French Montana fan like that, but this story is fascinating. It's called For Khadija. For Khadijah, And it follows him and his single mother who sacrificed everything to raise her three boys in the Bronx. And that's being uh, after they were abandoned by their father and left destitute. Um, he is con- he is the number one selling slash streaming artist from Africa, French Montana, Soto, to make his way from there over to the Bronx, New York, go through all of these different things things after being left destitute i'm saying it's a it's a nice story it's an inspiring story i for one will be checking that out again it's called for Khadija. you can find it on youtube i know you can see it there pull it up on roku all right do y'all thing you know do do the thing that y'all do where, where you find it pretty brown mimi says roy chip anthony is giving me life jennings vibes okay I, I could see that Selena said Selena Rick says she loves it. All right. Well, I love it, too. Y'all, y'all like it. I love it. Listen, you don't you don't want to go anywhere because you already know what's up. You know that it's Zoe Williams and the voice of reason tonight uh, is another fire topic. Hot like lava. He says uh, the tonight's discussion is going to be what you running from a deeper look at why some people run from intimacy in relationships. That sounds like a good one to me. Sounds like a good one to you, too. All right. Well, cool. Penny Thompson says, great show, Robin. Love the topics tonight. So did I. Thank you so much. I, I would love to have more conversations like this. And uh, Mimi says that uh, she wants. Oh, you took the message down. But I think she's basically saying we should run this back. One day we will. One day we'll get. We'll. What if we can get Dr. Umar to call in? Let's see how many of you guys will agree with him then. All right, you guys. It's been a great show. Thank you to Cheyenne Corinne for calling. I appreciate all of you in our YouTube chat. And uh, Fahima, we want to thank you again for calling. This is Robin Ayers. It's been fun, you guys. Remember today and every day forward to be a blessing.